Welcome back to Here to Make It Queer. I am joined by my friend Harry, where each Monday we will be recapping the previous week's episode of Drag Race UK. Hey guys, it's Adam and I hitched a ride here on the Maratongo. Hello, my name is Harry and I personally think Joe Black was mugged off. And welcome to our episode review. what did you think of this week's series premiere? Uh, genuinely, I think it was probably one of the strongest premieres we've had for a very long time. Um, I was so excited when the UK season started in general. And I think as great as the first season was, I really think that they've kind of kept the format for the UK, but really stepped it up with what they delivered in these uh, this week, I believe. Definitely. I think they cramped so much in, but like you still got a taste of everyone because I am personally not enjoying the whole season 13 we're gonna have a four episode premiere I don't like that no it's that's the thing and I'm sure we're gonna get to the controversy of, <laughs> of this episode later but um to get rid of someone that I loved straight away when season 13 is literally gonna be a month in before anyone goes it's kind of annoyed me a little bit <laughs> yeah definitely it's not giving the UK girls time to shine unfortunately no. um, but so going entrance wise, so first one in was the Glaswegian, which I love because I'm Scottish, uh, Lawrence Cheney with her entrance line of I'm like the Loch Ness monster, a legend, which I think that is fair to say she is a Scottish legend. A hundred percent. And she's one of those people I didn't know much about. This cast in general were quite aloof to me compared to the first season. Um, but just from the Meet the Queens alone, I just fell in love with Lawrence. I think her humor is brilliant. Even just her look walking in, I think she just stormed in looking so like ultra high fashion. And for a plus size queen as well to not just walk in and be like, oh, I'm the plus size queen. She came in with like a real visual to show, oh, I'm here to really show what can go on in this competition. Yeah, definitely. I love the hair. It reminds me of um, Alona's poodle look from Canada's Drag Race. Yeah, it was that for me. And then a cross between like Violet Chachki as well with her entrance in the colour. Yeah. Definitely. But she just came out just telling jokes, bantering all the way through. And I genuinely think she's going to be like the personality of the season. I think she's going to be kind of our bag of chips. She's the one that you're going to watch and just enjoy the confessional moments from. Yeah, I think she's going to be like the narrator of the season. A hundred percent. Which I think we can all enjoy. Um, And then second in was Cherry Valentine, who I think we both door already obsessed with cherry yeah big fan the laugh alone is the most contagious not pandemic punned (laughs) but brilliant laugh you're gonna get and again i think she's just gonna be one of those people that you're just gonna enjoy watching not just for her visual but just personality wise she just seems like a laugh and i think that's what you want especially with the uh, (laughs) the 2020 we've had it's great to have that fun personality coming through Exactly. And I think her, like, she has a very strong visual Oh, God, as yeah. Well. Like, everything is cohesive. And I think because when you look at her, like, before the show, you always think of her as, like, having everything together, very precise. Yeah. Seeing her, like, whack her headpiece on the door on the way in, I think was the perfect moment. Made me howl. It shows yeah. she's human, which I know it's that cringe RuPaul, oh, you showed us vulnerability. But, uh, Yeah, you did. She came in and she didn't get better about it. She came in and just burst out laughing. And that's what I want to see. Yeah. Um, 
bar the head thing falling off, which did not bother me in the slightest, there was one bit about the outfit that I did not like. That's it. And this is a hard critique I'm going in early for the season. Um, if you're going to do a jumpsuit, do it well. And she absolutely did. I really hate that she didn't wear a boot because you can see where the jumpsuit ends and the stockings start. And that really irked me. <laughs> it's such a small detail, but I couldn't unsee it when I saw it. Now that I zoom in, I can see it. Yeah. It, it just got me more than I expected it to. Because the rest of the outfit was flawless. And then I just was like, oh, it's a pant. <laughs> but to be fair, I did never, watching it, I didn't notice that at all. No, it was only when I sort of went back and thought, ooh, okay, that, that, that's a point. <laughs> but hey, it makes a human. <laughs> Ex- yeah, exactly. I think you definitely have some thoughts on this next entrance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I tea or coffee as well, by the way who I actually love. I think Tia Coffey is such a brilliant performer and I think she's got such a strong personality and vibe. I think she's not necessarily going to be the drama of the season, but I definitely think she's going to be quick to call people out if she feels drama is being thrown around. Um, she's very much a no shits kind of person, which is what I like. Outfit-wise, however, I really wasn't crazy about it. Um, it was very... Mel B doing a reference to the Spice Girls. Um, the boots, the sort of shoes into stocking uh, rhinestones, really enjoyed. Unfortunately, it was like knee up. I didn't like it. <laughs> it's just that a little bit pedestrian, isn't it? Like, you can get that from Boohoo. It's like, I love the joke about having a reveal underneath and then not, sh- like, not doing a reveal. That really made me laugh. But oh, yeah. that would have been funny if it was already a great outfit. Yeah, like her entrance line and everything was really funny. And I think the like the way she went in doing those little like dance moves definitely showed her personality. But Absolutely. it's just like the entrance look should tell you everything you need to know about. Yeah, and I I know she can do fun things as well. Um whether she was being strategic, I know we've seen in previous seasons, it starts with a photo shoot. Some queens get wet, some get blown with wind, some have to climb up a mountain. Maybe she was just thinking practical and doing a simple outfit. Um, but yeah, I, I think you want to make that first impression. And I think compared to some of the other outfits we see, it didn't really make a first impression for me. Yeah, definitely. And I just think that, like, I know she's in like a girl group, so I can see that. I can see those influences and it does tell you that about her. So in one sense, I'm like on her side and like, actually, this is, if you go to a game, this is what you're going to see. Oh, it, it is true, Tia Coffee. Like you said, she's there to perform. She's not a look queen. I don't mean she looks bad. I mean, she's not there to entertain you on Instagram. She's there to put on a show. So that is very much just, here I am to work. Exactly. But I think, like you said, personality will come out more as we go on. The bit that I did like as well, I love they tried to give her a little bit of a shared moment of saying, uh, oh, I'm a Camden queen and you know they're a lot better than East London queens because we're entertaining and we can actually perform, which possibly leads me into one of my favourite drag queens to have ever walked into the workroom, which is Bimini Bomboulash. Oh, it's a fantastic name. One, the name is hilarious, and I've just been enjoying all the memes of people just putting a different B word to the end of Bimini Bon. Um, And uh, just walking into the uh, workroom and saying, oh, I'm vegan, great. 
already I know enough about you. <laughs> like even says it on her outfit. They're like one side says vegan and one side says bitch. The studs in the sort of leather chapette thing that she's wearing. It's just it made me howl. And actually the more I look into it, I noticed there was like rhinestones on the boobs and the crotch, but the crotch definitely looks like there's a bit of a, <laughs> a bleeding issue there that I didn't notice the first time round. Yeah. Uh, but again, it kind of makes me howl. I just think Bimini's not scared to pull a look. And from her entrance, she came in literally looking like a cock destroyer. And I'm ready for it. Exactly. I think it shows a bit of like her personality as well. I kind of like that it's in that same baby pink as the promo look. Not same. that like I'm saying she needs to have a colour, but like she definitely looks good in pink. That's it. We just, straight away you walked in, we knew exactly that was Bimini Bomb. And also her boy look, I just want to throw this out, I know we've not said it with the others, but her boy look, I'm obsessed with. You can tell straight away she's an East London queen. She's got the fur coat, she's got the leather beret, the strong mullet. I just think she's going to be someone that's going to deliver really cool, fun looks. You can just tell from her personality. She's going to be a look queen, but not a look queen without performance skill. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, I was going to say no spoilers, but if you're listening to this, you must have seen it by this point, which we saw in the lip sync. Yes, and we will discuss the Bimini Bomb bullshit that happened later in the episode. (laughs) (laughs) So next up is another one I know you absolutely adore. This person is my spirit animal. And I'm sure you can guess it's Ginny Lemon, who has filled my life with joy for many years now. I just think she's fascinating. I don't know what else to say. She just, she makes me crease. I love that there's a theme. Everything, you know it's her. Yellow, blue brows, red lip. I'm happy. Um, and she's just campus tits. And she just, I just think she's going to be one to really watch. Yeah, I think she's going to be a fan favourite as well this year. I love as well, American audiences are already baffled by her. <laughs> oh. they, they're so confused by who or what Ginny Lemon is. And that only makes me love her more because for me, she's such, like a British institution of drag. Like, yeah. She's just, she's everything I want to see in a show, and you get entertained when you see her. Exactly. Like, you, if you go see Ginny, you're getting, you're not getting high kicks and splits, you're, but you're going to be, like, oh, yourself laughing. You're going to leave feeling good, and that's what I want out of a queen. And I think I was a little bit worried that she was only ever going to wear yellow, but, like, as yeah. we'll get to later on, very impressed. Oh, yeah, that's it. Like, she's obviously watched the show before, because she knows... I mean, they called out Max for wearing a grey wig, and I think she's pretty quick to know that this is my signature look, but I'm happy to roll with the punches and the challenges, and I, yeah. I just can't wait to see what she's actually going to deliver for each week. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. This next look, um, Ellie Diamond, I thought was very cute. I love a little bear, but I did notice from her Instagram that it has been reused. Oh. This was her drag con look. So it was. I was not that familiar with Ellie Diamond before the show. Um, Absolutely stunning, don't get me wrong. And I fully credit the fact that she makes everything herself. But yeah, when I looked at the Instagram, I thought, oh yeah, maybe that's why I recognised the second she walked in. I thought, I have seen this look before. Which is kind of smart because she'll have met people at drag con, she'll have met the other exactly it's a really smart way to let people know who you are they'll go oh i've met this tall person before 
Ex exactly. And it doesn't look worn, does it? Like, it looks still, like, fresh. Oh, this is it. Like, we've seen it, but yet it still looks like a, a completely brand new outfit. Yeah. And I think it's, it's styled beautifully. The little teddy bear with the matching heart. I think the wig, the, just the makeup, like, she's clearly an all-rounder that knows how to do a strong visual look. She definitely does. And I think the fact that she does, like you said, she makes all her outfits. She does her hair herself. Like, that's huge. That's what I want to see because in, uh, in previous seasons now, I don't know if you've noticed, but the design challenges have sort of got less and less and less. We, in the early seasons of the show, we used to get so many design challenges and they were my favourite part because it's where you really see sort of who's got money and who can actually create their brand. And I think, I really hope we get a good design challenge because you just know Ellie's going to pull it out of the park. Yeah, if there's the design challenge and she's there, she's going to win it. Yeah, I think so. I think she's the one to watch with anything visual this season. Definitely, because I think her and Hora are probably the only two I can think of off the top of my head that make everything themselves. And Cherry Valentine. Oh, Cherry, yeah. Yeah, they're your three in terms of creation, I believe. Um, stunning Queens in general as a season, but yeah, I think they're going to be the ones that you're going to have to keep your eye out I guess but hey I mean Davina surprised us and no one ever put Davina down as a as an, a, a conventional like fashion creation queen but yet she won her challenge and she won it brilliantly yeah so it's still anyone's guess in this competition exactly she did do really well on that one this next queen I have a soft spot for already I'm the same as you I she just melts my heart she really that really does. This is sister sister. Um, yeah, I love how she went in with the blue orb straight away. Again, like we were saying with Ellie, sister sister walked in. That orb is so uniquely her. Yeah, and I think to come in with that signature look straight away, bam! That sister sister, you know who she is. It, it's that exclamation mark. You need to remember who a person is, and I think she gave you that definitely. And I think. Had she done that on the runway, would have been questioned. A hundred percent. So I think yeah. going in with her entrance was very smart. Um, and sneaky plug, she was on last Friday's episode of the podcast. If you want to go check that out as well. It was a really funny one. It's a little bit long. Um, it's over an hour. It's worth a listen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Put this out there. Talk about her entrance line as well. How oh, go for it. Oh, I had to Google it. I was like, what should I about? also Googled <laughs> entrance line because I didn't get it. And I felt really ashamed that I didn't understand it. Yeah. And then when I, when I saw the reference, I was like, oh God, of course. But it was so obscure still that it was like, I think a lot of people struggled to really get what she was on about. <laughs> but I think that's good though. Yeah. Because the people that did are gonna be like, all right, I'm going to associate myself with this queen. Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually, the look in general, like the entrance, um, like you said, the line was so random compared to a lot of other queens. And then for the outfit to feel like it was like randomly generated as well, I I'm just obsessed with it. It's yeah. it's sort of so wrong that it's right. Exactly. That's the yeah. only way I can describe it, and not in an offensive way because I fully love it. Yeah. But it's such a clash of eras and colour and pattern. We have like the victory roll hair, we have the pink sort of baggy dress over the top of these orange puff sleeves, we have zebra tights and then pink platforms. Like 
if you were to describe the outfit, it shouldn't go. But when you see her walk through, it just comes together beautifully. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it's... I, I genuinely think it's not the most crazy over-the-top outfit I've ever seen, but I actually think this is probably my favourite entrance look. It's the right. one that I remember the most clearly. Exactly, and I think for people that don't know who she is, when they went on, saw the yeah. orb, then obviously... It's a great way to, to let people know exactly who you're going to be. Yeah, exactly, and she did that really well. The next queen to walk in the workroom was another pretty iconic UK Here queen. We go. Now, I think Taste's entrance was a very good example of doing streetwear, sort of like mm. Tia did, but in a non-pedestrian way. You know this was custom. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she came in to basically be like, oh, I'm just leaving the gig, but you know I'm about to go to the next gig and I'm going to be wearing this. I'm getting straight on the stage and just dancing. Um, exactly. And the hair. The hair gave me life. She walked in backwards. She whipped her hair around. Hi, I'm Taste. Done. I'm happy. Yeah. It was her um, entrance line as well, because I've got them all written down. This doesn't look like a Barry Island, but it'll do. <laughs> I was like, oh. Love it. I, I love that the UK queens are so happy to throw out British references because you know the American audiences, a lot of them are going to be confused by them. But it almost feels that like nudge, nudge, wink, wink to us as an audience. We get that little treat that we've waited for for years to have British queens giving us real British references that we get. Because when you watch the American Snatch Games, we don't know who half of those people are a lot of the time. Um, but when you watch the UK one, I mean, confusing people with the likes of Kim Woodburn we saw. We had the Cat Slater, I'm a Total Slag from Vinegar. We're just getting all these great British references of our culture. And I'm kind of excited for Americans to learn about that and get into it. I like the idea of it being like a little like, treat for us. Because with the Canadian season, there mm. were so many things that I was like, I've got no clue what's going on. I'm going to have to go yeah. Google this afterwards. And I Googled but, a lot for Canada. <laughs> exactly. But at the end of the day, it wasn't made for us. Like, it no, was made that's it. for them. And we're just getting to, like, benefit from it as well. Exactly. And I think us getting these little nods and treats, I, it's like what um, Vivian said in her season last year. We don't want people to come in and go, oh, I'm going to do all the tongue-popping Americanisms. Because... We're not that. That's not what British drag is. And I like that they're staying true by giving real British references. That's what I want to see from this show. And episode one, we've already got a ton of it and I'm happy. Definitely. I think as long as they keep that up going forward, we're in. And also, I'm going to throw it out there. I think Tace is very pretty as a boy. <laughs> I was just fascinated by how big his eyes were. And I'm not going to get lusty, but oh, I was shocked. It's a Welsh accent. I just think Welsh people do it for me. <laughs> I do love a Welsh accent. This, speaking of accents, this next mm -hmm. one has a slightly more aggressive accent. Ah, uh, I know. One of my favourite people to have ever walked the earth. It's Joe Black. I mean, they're just fantastic. Straight away, there's nothing, just Joe Black, that's all you need to say. Yeah. They came in, they gave you a Glenn Close reference, already in Stitches, old Hollywood camp. This is a true cabaret performer. And um, genuinely, when all the bars reopen, when lockdown ends, please, please, please go see Joe Black Live because you will be thoroughly entertained. It 
yeah, worth every penny because they are just fantastic. I mean, you could walk in and just see their silhouette coming through the workroom door and yeah. the other queens were gagged because they knew exactly who it was. They know, like, Joe has been doing the rounds. Like, this is a queen that works and works and works and has earned a British legend status fairly. Like, this is a queen that you look at and go, that is like the creme de la creme. That's what I want to be as an entertainer in drag is Joe Black. Um, just the look is on point. It's old Hollywood glamour. It's camp. It's, uh, it's just everything I want from a drag queen in one yeah. person. And I love how, um, I think it was on one of their recent Insta posts or it might have been Twitter. They were showing where, like pronouns or something. And like, oh, people, no, it was an interview actually. Mm. Oh, people come up to me and tell me I'm a drag queen. I prefer I do drag and like exclamation marks. And I was like, that that is perfect. Yeah. That is what Joe does. And that says everything you need to know about drag. Like drag is uh Joe is drag as performance. Not like you said, I'm not a drag queen, I am drag as dot dot dot. This is what I do. And you just get that. Walking in like if I was a queen, I'd have been so intimidated seeing Joe enter the workroom because it is like seeing a legend. Like a literal legend. And a lot of American uh, audiences might not have known who Joe Black is, but in the UK, like Joe is a big deal and rightfully so. So very excited to see him enter the competition. This, and now speaking of queens that are quite well known, I would say Veronica Green is also quite well known she was on the voice she was on um, yeah. together now with Davina like that's the first time was... I saw of her yeah and as soon as I saw her on the promo look or cast announcement even I was like oh okay I was excited to see Veronica Green cast um I think she's got such a great personality I think she makes me howl she's it's like talking to a nana but trapped in a young man She's just got such this, a beautiful camp joyousness to her, but has a vocal skill to back it up. Like this, this is a performer. This is a person that you want to go and spend your money on seeing, 100%. However, I really didn't like her outfit. No, I was going to say the same thing. And it pains me because I'm such a Veronica Green fan. Yeah. I and I see... was so disappointed. Because, <laughs> like, she's... I get it, it's, like, 80s, but I wanted to see, like, something you'd see her perform in, like, a nice gown or something. Yeah, this... This almost felt like she'd come in an outfit that was specifically for a, a runway theme. Like, I didn't get a Veronica Green from this outfit. Um, it just was a pink dress with a fishtail and a big bow. And it, it just didn't really excite me. Which is a shame because personality-wise, I'm obsessed with her. But yeah, couldn't get behind the outfit, unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs> it just didn't quite get me to the point I wanted it to be. Sorry. Oh, 
being a blonde moment, my mic was on mute again because I'm... No, that's fine. I was going to say I had a, a little technical hitch, but we're back. I'm wrestling with my computer cable because my laptop is... Battery's going down really quickly, so I'm just trying oh. to get this without making a racket. Um, but talking about, like, well, again, well-known queens, Estina Mandela is also incredibly well-known in the UK. Yeah, if you watch Drag SOS, you will already have had a snippet of who and what Estina Mandela is and what she can do. Um, she's a real performer. Her dancing skills are phenomenal. Like, a lot of queens say I'm a dancer. Like, Estina Mandela is a dancer. She's one that you really got to watch out for. And I think she's going to bring you quite a lot of entertainment this season. If nothing else, even if we see her in the bottom, you know she's not going to be there that long. <laughs> She'll be lip-syncing away out of any issue, I believe. I completely agree. I think she's going to be a lip-sync assassin. The same with taste, because she's dancing yeah. as well. I must say as well, though, outfit-wise, again, I wasn't crazy about it. No, I... It is a little bit pedestrian. I liked the long suit cut. What I hate was that it wasn't lined on the inside. And that oh, really came in and moved with it. Yeah, you could see that it was just the fabric stitched together. And I, I just wish there was like a silk lining or just a pop of colour inside it. To just Because it would have sold it. Like, she's beautiful. Like, facially, she's stunning. And I just think the outfit didn't lend to how pretty she is. Yeah, I completely agree. And I do think, like, last year there was the infamous Regent's Park estate agent going on yeah. a break. This is her before she got her like, yeah this is this isn't far off i think uh this is definitely an associate director of said estate agent i think <laughs> it definitely is because and then our final um contestant through the room was a horror i mm. was i was not thrilled by this look i must admit i'm kind of the opposite and I didn't think I would be, but I think it's quite an obvious reference to do a Wizard of Oz. However, I do think she did the Dorothy look good. It was basically if Dorothy was a prostitute, is what she's given you. And um, I'm not mad about it. No, but I don't hate it. Because obviously it's Rue's favourite film, so it was smart. Yeah, I think I just, there was a tactic to it. There was just too much going on on the sides for me. I think, yeah. Bit the shoulders and then the hair is poofing out as well it was I think it was too much of like you could cut the image in half and it's identical yeah I agree I wrote down um if you're gonna do the big hair that burr should not have been laying flat on it it should have been a really tall standing burr um I also said I liked the gloves with the long red fingernails on them I did find that fun but I didn't like the stockings I would have rather have worn like traditional stockings and suspenders and made it a bit hoochier. Um, I don't like those sort of chunky, like modern look suspenders that people wear at the moment. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I find them really ugly. <laughs> and yeah. it, that just drew my eye away from the rest of the outfit, which was a good outfit, but it wasn't a groundbreaking outfit. No, it was, it was something, but it's not. But if we're going to talk about personality, I definitely think she's going to potentially be the bitch of the season. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's sort of rumoured she's going to have the 
so-called villain edit. Yeah, she's already kind of, she's come in, she's made some jokes which were funny. She came in and says, oh, I used to make costumes for a lot of you girls and now I'm here to wear them better. Enjoyed it. As the episode goes on, I definitely think she's um, a bit too cocksure. Um, so I guess we'll have to see what happens. Um, I think it was her comments about like Astina's ASOS jacket. Yeah. I was a little bit like, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, she was quick to start the brigade on that jacket. Yeah, which just shows. But overall, those are our 12 queens, and I think we've been treated to such a great cast. Just from entrances alone, I think we're going to have such a fun season. Yeah, I think there's a lot of personality. um, Absolutely. On show as well. But I was just getting the um, order document thing back up. So we had two runways, um, mm. the hometown, which we also had last year on the first episode, yep. which I enjoyed, and then the gay icon, which I thought was, a, I thought it was cute in concept, but none of the people that were done screamed gay icon to me except maybe three. Yeah, I I was familiar with a fair few of them. Um, but Gay Icon's one of those things. It's, it's a great runway theme in general. But for a first episode, it's like, I kind of wanted another, like, British Institute. Like, last year we got looks by the Queen. Yeah. And for me, it was like, I think just giving Gay Icon could literally be... I know, obviously, the theme would have been British, but it's such an open theme. I really wish they kind of honed it in more. Like, we've got some British legends that have had looks over the years. Like, why couldn't it not have just been another specific like we had the Queen? That would have been my personal yeah. take on it, I think. I would have liked that as well, because Dusty Springfield's not British, is she? No, I don't think so. I, can't I mean, I did, I did like Sister's interpretation of Dusty, but mm. she wasn't British. I think the only three that I would have put in the, like, gang up on class is obviously Cherry's Freddie, um, yep. Jimmy's Kate Bush, and then Joe's David Bowie. They, they were my main three that I were like legitimate icons. Um, I was quite furious with Michelle as well because um, I do know who Princess Julia is and I've been quite lucky to have met her a few times um, from going to Fashion Week and whatnot. And she is in her own right an icon. And I think fair dues, like it's a bold move doing someone that's not as known to many people. Um, however... I'm going to say this now, the look was absolutely spot on. And the fact that Michelle went, oh, I don't know who she is. And then in the same breath go, you're not giving me her enough. And I thought, really? You just admitted you don't know who she is. I thought it was perfection. Yeah, I I thought (laughs) the judging was a little bit dodgy. The judging was very Canada's drag race for this episode. Exactly. Nothing really made sense. This was all very much six episodes in Jimbo, welcome to the competition, and I'm not about that. Yeah. I mean, so first up, we mm. had Lawrence and her Diana Rigg, which I did not know who she was. I still haven't Googled it because I... Oh, I okay. So I, I do love Dame Diana Rigg. Um, she was a Bond girl. Um, she was also in The Avengers. And this look genuinely was brilliant. I I really enjoyed it. Um, Unfortunately as well, um, those might not have heard, but uh, Dame Diana Rigg died either the start of this year or the end of last year, I believe it was. 
Um, so Lawrence would have done this look when she was still alive. And then obviously the pandemic happened and the production got paused. So I think it's a shame that Diana never got to see her being celebrated um, as a gay icon, which she is, she's an icon. And I, I just think Lawrence looks stunning in the whole thing. Because this is like going back to the Michelle thing. I yeah. don't know who she was. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence sold it for me. Uh, absolutely. The fit of the garment is perfect. The way she moved in it, the little like message in the hat, it was all like, it just worked really well for me. Absolutely. And if you actually find the picture of uh, Diana wearing this, it's, it's near to exact. It's perfect. And it's just, it's camped up to give it that drag feel, but it's a really beautifully accurate construction piece. So I, I, I was enjoying that. It definitely was. I mean, my, it's not a secret that Cherry is one of my favourites for this season, as we've already talked yep. about. Same. And I loved this Freddie Mercury look. Again, in terms of staying traditional to the artist, but also hyping it up and giving it an edge of glamour. Yeah, and this for me was the most perfected icon look. Or yeah. one of, there was two. But this one, she made the wig higher. She carried one of the nice little wall portable uh, <laughs> hoovers, giving it a 21st century revamp. But she just looks stunning. Even with a mustache, she looks unbelievably gorgeous and feminine. It is and no pads or corset either. Yeah, beautiful. Which I and, think... and an icon, a legitimate beautiful icon that she created and created beautifully as well, I have to say. Yeah, it, uh, Whiplash made it. Yeah, by far, I think this, this was up there for me in terms of the icons. I think this was one of the strongest icon looks we got this year. Yeah, definitely. And then, so this next one, once you like zoom in, with like 12 magnifying glasses, you get it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Tia's um, Alan Turing look. And you, like, there's obviously like the coding in the rainbow stripe on the... When she explained the coding, great, a really nice, fun little concept. And same with the lapel, it's like a circuit board. Clever little take. Why I'm gonna throw out there is how Bowie wasn't giving Bowie but yet you knew who Alan Turing was from this look. She's in a rave print fabric with a visible bra and a long yeah. grey into pastel pink wig. Oh yes, that's very Alan Turing to me. <laughs> I did not like the hair. I did not like the fact that the bra was showing. I think if I were to have interpreted this, I would have done taking like a military sort of uniform and then yeah. fused it with this fabric. Yeah. This is the thing. Um, I think Alan Turing is someone that the world needs to know about. And I'm glad that she chose someone like that as her icon. Um, but for me, there's so many nice, beautiful black and white photos of him. And he has like a nice slick hair, which she could have done like a short hair look for. I would have almost gone comical. I'd have dressed up a bit of like a wartime dad. I'd have been in a sweater vest that would have been a full ball gown. I would have had a tie underneath it still. And I would have just done a ball gown version of like... 40s, 50s, like, wartime attire. I think that definitely could have sold it a little bit more. Um, they're just... Uh, yeah, we'll get into it at the end. The <laughs> judging was The judging was bizarre, and I cannot wait to have a full rant on this. <laughs> because we've now got Bimini's look. Uh, which I've already said Julia I loved. Look, which yeah. I enjoy. I didn't know who Princess Julia was, but 
unlike Michelle, I got it from Bimini, so. I, yeah, for me, I, I, I do know who she is, and I think it was perfection. I think it was a beautiful tribute. Um, I don't think when they says, oh, like, you haven't done this enough, you haven't done that enough, she's got the feathered shoes correct, she's got the outfit correct, she's got the details, the badges, the chains, the mullet, like, I think it's unfortunate when the judges don't know who the person is, but to say you weren't giving me her when this is literally Princess Julia to a T. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I've got no faults with this. And not only, even if you didn't know who it was, it's such a beautiful punk era outfit. And people forget, like, a lot of drag was punk back in the 80s. And I just think this is a beautiful nod to those new romantics and punks that we had back in the day. I, I thought it was a perfect representation of a British icon. It, it definitely sold it for me. And I think what frustrates me is obviously time elapses between the runway, the deliberation, whatever. They yeah. They've gone and looked it up. Like, there's They've no all got excuses. iPhones. They yeah, can get on Google Images. <laughs> I mean, they might have taken it away from her after she leaked the cast, but... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this next one also shows um, that this queen has versatility. So Ginny Lemon, Kate Bush, which was... Uh, oh my god it was she stayed true to Ginny so she's got like the white face and then she's, she's also still got the jelly sandals on which yeah. is such a Ginny Lemon thing that a lot of people I've already seen are hating the fact that oh she's not wearing real heels I am living for the jelly shoes because it's it's her it's what she performs in and uh, just it was perfection and I think if you had to if you looked at the list of who everyone chose as an icon and who the queens were, but you didn't know, you would know straight away that Ginny Lemon picked Kate Bush. It's like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Perfect. I have nothing Kate bad Bush about this. tattooed on her, so... Yeah. I have nothing bad I can say about this outfit. I thought it was... No. It was hilarious and perfect. <laughs> it just... It's camp. I love it. And it goes to show that you don't need to be high fashion all the time. Because no. it's not high fashion. It's quite simple. It's a red dress and a pair of stockings, but she looks stunning. Yeah. It, it, it works. It's Kate Bush. <laughs> yeah, it fits the brief, which I think is, again, important to note that... Absolutely. We're commenting on how... We're not commenting on the Queen's drag. We're commenting on how their drag and their looks pertain to the specific challenge. Yeah, and she, she gave you the challenge, but still stayed Ginny Lemon. She yeah. didn't sell herself out. She didn't change. She also didn't do everything yellow. She came out and gave you Kate Bush, but as Ginny Lemon, and it, I was happy. Exactly. And another one which I also really enjoyed was Ellie's Lily Savage. Yeah. It um, wasn't overdone, but the little, like, the roots coming through in the wig and, like, the small yeah. details in the one glove. Beautiful. See, I'm half and half with this because I, I grew up watching Lily Savage way before Drag Race ever blossomed onto television. Um, Lily was just that icon that I grew up watching and loving. And I think fabric-wise, perfect. I think hair-wise, perfect. But it just wasn't Lily enough for me. And I think she could have gone bigger in camper. I kind of expected a bit more like fringing or like a white leather jacket over the top of it or like a big old Chanel bag. Like there's just, there was something that didn't fully give me Lily, but I appreciated that she did Lily, especially considering uh, Rue and Michelle are not the biggest fans of old Paulo Grady, considering he says he doesn't like Drag Race. So bravo <laughs> for actually coming in and doing that. 
it, yeah again it's not overdone it's quite yeah. simple but it works but you could tell who it was straight away that one patch of black root in the wig you know it's lily savage it's the little details that sell it yeah which i think and then going nice segue to the next queen's mm. look sister sister yeah i got dusty springfield from that i didn't even need to be told you got the I... details I shamefully looked at it and thought, I know who this is supposed to be, but I can't think who it is. And as soon as she went, I'm Dusty, I went, of course she is. And it just made sense to me. The hair is perfect. Perfection. The hair, the sort of the low lashes, the the gems going down, the sort of 60s-ish looking dress. Like, I had no issues with it. It wasn't the most over-the-top look, and it also wasn't the most obvious look. But it was well done. Like, this was a good, dusty look. Yeah. I was happy. And I think it's... I don't want to be harsh, but it like it wasn't a top look, but it certainly wasn't a bottom look either. It was a safe look. I, safe I would look. Call it, it was a middle of the pack look, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing when there's still eleven other competitors. It, well, exactly. You don't need to like don't blow them away on day one. Yeah, because like um, All Stars three, we had Dela, and she blew them away right from the beginning. There's no arc. Yeah, that's it. You kind of want to see that growth, which is what happened with Violet Chachka. She won the first challenge and stayed polished, but there was always that, we don't think you can do it, we don't think you can do it, we don't think you can do it, and then just killed everything in the end. Yeah, it's like the small... Yeah, it's the underdog story that I want to see, and we got that from Jinx, and I think Jinx was the epitome of that underdog story happening on the show, which made season five one of the strongest, and I think the UK one this this time round is going to have a lot of twists that we're not expecting it. Um, and well, I mean, yeah. we've seen it in episode one, which <laughs> let's get into soon. But. Um, and so we had two Naomi Campbells. We did, the controversy of it all. Did you have a favourite? I did, and it was taste. Re- I liked Astina's. I thought Astina's outfit was beautiful, but I'm going to talk about taste for a second. I got Naomi Campbell straight away from what taste was doing, which I didn't get from Astina. That was my issue. Um, Taze came out with the long weave, the sort of the 90s edgy Chanel sort of outfit. And I just walked out and thought she had the confidence, the sass, the sort of arrogance in the face of Naomi Campbell. And I just believed 100% who she was supposed to be. So I, I did prefer that one personally. I just quite liked Astina's. It's just very, very like polished. And again, I do agree that it wasn't like, oh, this is Naomi Campbell. No, it was a beautiful it's look. Second. And it'd have been great in a wear a big dress outfit theme. But in a Naomi Campbell look, I thought Taste was the Naomi Campbell of the episode, personally. Yeah, it was an interesting choice of look to do as well, I believe. Mm. Yeah, definitely. They both went in completely different directions, so I do appreciate that. And this next icon look, I think, is just... It's so Joe. So I... Have been a huge David Bowie fan for years, um, and uh, it, it's stunning. I have nothing wrong to say about this outfit. She had the dilated contact lens. She had the beautiful bold orange wig, the blue eyeshadow. I fully credit the fact that she didn't just come out in a suit. She came out in a ball gown interpretation. This is what the Alan Turing look should have been. Personally, it should have been a yeah. suit dress. And I just think this was unbelievably stunning. And I'm going to say this now, Michelle. I think you're on crack for the way that you judge this outfit. Because, <laughs> because 
if you do not get David Bowie from this, I think you are lost in terms of what a gay icon is. Because this was... This is Bowie 101, is the look she chose, and yet she still kept it true to herself. It wasn't a fancy dress costume. This was high drag with a reference point. The only thing I didn't like was the wig. But I know it's a very true style. But this is the thing. I think at that era, for this music video of Bowie, he had kind of a quirky, bushy mullet. So for me, turning that mullet into a slick finger wave... I thought was a clever twist. It was longer at the back than it was the front. So it still gave me mullet. It was just mullet styled in my eyes. So it femmed it up. So I had no issue with it personally. I mean, even the tie is so accurate to the music video. For me, this was was my top icon look of the week. And I think even like the little star earrings and the like blue eyes. This for me, this was, of the icons, this was my absolute favourite, closely followed by um, Cherry's Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I... Mine's the other way around, Cherry then. Yeah. I just thought this look was faultless. And I think uh, Michelle and the judges found fault maybe because they thought it'd be controversial to send her a known icon. But I I just couldn't get behind the fact that they didn't like it. Like, I'm still baffled. It's a few days since now and I'm still seething. (laughs) Yeah, it did annoy me as well. This next look, again, I feel not too enthralled about this is veronica's boy george no so this is the opposite now to joe from me because joe created an interpretation beautifully of david bowie this was a starbart halloween costume of boy george and i i'm semi-aware of that because i've gone as boy george for halloween once upon a time and what i wore was not too dissimilar from this because this it just looks like veronica out of drag yeah it's accurate sure but for me, you can still do Boy George, but still exaggerate the makeup, make it a caricature. Like, yeah. you can do his makeup, but just make it bigger, bring the brows up, bring the, the eyeshadow further out. Like, it was just safe. And they slagged off the Vivian with for wearing flats, and not a single one of them had anything to comment on these high tops. Yes, Boy George might have earned him, but no. Yeah. Wear a heel. <laughs> still give us drag. Exactly. Yeah, just drag it up a little bit. Um, this is another another look I'm not sold on was a horror's Vivian Westwood. Again, massive. I'm a a real Westwood fan and have been for years. And I could tell straight away who she was supposed to be. And I really didn't like it. I wanted to love it. It was ill fitting. It was hard. Like the vibe was right. Like the knickers being visible with the, the tights and the, the tartan and the corset, but the fact that the corset was open and then she had one of the Climate Revolution t-shirts around the neck. And it was like she'd looked at previous runway shows and tried to copy a styling element, but it just didn't work for me. And I think it could have worked had she have got the wig right. If you're going to do Vivian's or, like, bright orange hair that she's been known for for years, it needs to be a highlighter pen orange, not auburn. And I don't think it was the right color. If you're going to do Vivian, do Vivian. Do don't do a Vivian collection. I would have rather have come out looking like Vivian Westwood because Viv wears her runway clothes all the time. You could have still worn this outfit, but given me Vivian Westwood and I'd have been happy. And yeah. you didn't. I was a bit disappointed. Love that she chose her as an icon. Didn't like the execution. I agree with you there. So out of the gay icons then, are your favorites still Joe and Cherry? 
Joan Cherry, and then I must admit, though, I, I, I thought Princess Julia was spot on accurate. And considering they slagged off Joe for not making it referential enough to Bowie, her Princess Julia was was photo real. It was accurate. Um, but Ginny's Kate Bush as well, the way she sold it, a treat. The, those are my tops of that challenge, I, I think. think. Mine would have to be Cherry's um, Freddie. Then I'm actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I really liked Lawrence's Diana Rigg. That was I great. I think if you can sell someone and maybe I don't know who they are and I still get it, then that's top two. Yeah. And then Ginny and Joe probably tied for third. But I think the, that's fair. I think I had more opinions on the hometown runways, actually. I don't know if you I did as well. Name. Yeah. So going back to Lawrence, absolutely just perfect. Perfect. Smart. Because I looked at it and thought, why do I know this pattern, but I don't get the Scottish... And then as soon as she said who it was, I thought, what a smart way of doing Scotland without doing tartan. And don't get me wrong, I was excited to see some tartan. But yeah, you don't know if you're going to be the only Scottish queen, and she wasn't. And credit to them, neither one did an obvious Scottish look. Um, but th- this was beautiful, and such a contrast to the Diana Rigg outfit. Yeah, I think just the colours, the wig worked really well. And again, the fact that it's like latex is not cheap. No, but it's and an it looks perfect. Expensive gown. Yeah, I was very very happy when I saw this come down the runway. A beautiful yeah. piece. It just, everything just works. And now, I know this is slightly out of order, but I want to go to Ellie's now. Yeah, well, like Scotland. Yeah. (laughs) And latex. And it's the Beano, which I instantly got, I think worked really well. Straight away, I got this. And I, for me, I, I, I grew up reading the Beano as a child. And I think to come on and do a real reference to a proper old school British comic book, this is the equivalent, guys, of doing, like, the Archie comics, which Riverdale has now become a TV show of. This is our that. Like, yeah. this is the Beano. This is Dennis the Menace. This is Minnie the Minx. And I, I think it was perfect. I think the wig was great. The fact that she came out with the catapult. You knew straight away who it was. And credit to Liz Hurley as well, because Liz Hurley was loving this outfit. So I was very happy about that. My only one complaint is that the silhouette is very it's essentially the exact same as her entrance look agreed it's it's the same design a chap dress with a visible crotch which i remember i'm pretty sure they slagged off the vixen for doing that in the dennis uh the denim outfit she did that idea as well and they were just like oh it's nice but we've seen it and unfortunately we we've seen it in the same episode now yeah and i think you that's what stopped her winning Yeah. yeah you know your hometown runways episode one that's yeah. going to be a part of UK Drag Race now. Yeah, 100%. And I, I do think she was strong throughout the competition for this first episode. But I do think the same silhouette is probably what stopped her being a... I mean, she did well, but I think that's what stopped her winning this week. Yeah. And now... Oh, my screen sharing has stopped for some reason. Minor technical difficulty. We're just gonna pretend <laughs> that nothing's wrong. But Cherry's Darlington look. What did you think about that? Really upset because I hated it. 
oh, sorry, Cherry, I'm a massive fan. And I knew uh, what it was supposed to be. I just did not enjoy this. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. I, when you think of, or when I think of Cherry, I know the body is going to be right. Yeah. She's going to, the way it's going to be cinched, it's going to be padded. And it, this just perfect example of she knows how to design for her body. Oh, in terms of construction, it, it fits her perfectly. I will give yeah. her full credit of that. And this was uh, another piece that Whiplash made with her. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it was. I I think it was too obviously steampunk. And I think that's what threw me off a bit. There was, I kind of wish it was a bit more ambiguous, I guess. Um, yeah. She didn't look bad. I love the detailing that she did was exquisite. I'll give her credit for that. I just don't think I like the outfit. That's the only thing that threw me off it. But I think the makeup with the soot was beautiful. I think the gears going down the coat uh, was excellent. The, the bag that was like a clock face, beautiful. The sort of buffer on the front of a train is like the bustle. It was really cleverly done detail-wise. I just wish it wasn't open-legged. I almost wish it was like a grand old gown. And that would have that changed my opinion, I think. I just think yeah. fishnets to the outfit ruined it. Um, I mean, I'm still. <laughs> we can agree to disagree on the, exactly. on this look. And another, just like we had two latex gowns, we had two Robin Hoods. This was oh yeah. You, I'm assuming you had a favorite, and I'm assuming it's the same one as mine. Um, so this is hard because. Yeah, Robin Hood, it's the reference you think of. Um, Tia, for me, gave me more of a Hunger Games character. Um, And a horror, although it looked more like the Disney version, credit to it, it also did feel very... They both just felt like a fancy dress costume for me. I couldn't get behind either. I think think Ahura's fit better. Ahura's was the stronger piece for me. Yeah, but, but it was also the most fancy dress feeling at the same time because it was that yeah. obvious Disney look. It was still neither of them were going to be top looks, but nah, it worked. I, yeah, this is one of those gambles again. It's And we've seen it happen numerous times. I mean, we've seen it with the Kimonos for the Madonna Challenge. We've seen oh, it not with... <laughs> we've seen it with lots of queens coming as the Empire State Building from New York. And this was just one of those things... I would have tried to have thought of something different because you never know if a queen's going to come from the same place. And that's why I credited Ellie and Lawrence. They both are from Scotland and neither one did an obvious Scottish thing, but you could tell exactly what they were supposed to be. Yeah. This, this was just two fancy dress costumes for me and I couldn't get behind it. I mean, to be fair, they did have a whole country while she's got a very small town in the Midlands. True. In her <laughs> But... Speaking of gambles, what did you think of Bimini's Norwich City look? I honestly loved this. It I made it... me howl when I saw it come out the runway. It was sort of sexy. It was trashy. It was that joke of bringing like lad culture to queer culture. And I just think it was done in such a cool, fun fashion way. Like, I, I genuinely was baffled with the decisions of this because I, I thought this was 
I thought this was just hilarious art. It was like porn. And she said it herself. I look like a World Cup photo shoot in Nuts magazine. And that's exactly what it was. I think it's just, well, I mean, I li- I'm like 10 minutes down the road from direction right now. And if I was in her position, I probably would have done a similar, th- obviously, maybe it's slightly less revealing. Yeah, I, I do have not have down, bravery. <laughs> yeah, the Norwich City, it worked. She showed up it, her tattoos. And I yeah. like that, again, it was not cinched, not padded. No, I liked the fact that, like, the butt was out. And I know they made this big deal about the tape, but there was far more issues and other people's looks than a bit of tape on an ass cheek for me. I, yeah. I thought this was great. And I think this was Norwich, done perfectly. There was nothing I could have said bad about it. I think they were just being picky. They were. They clearly just didn't get it. They were like, oh, football, we're gays, we don't like this. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's how it, I felt about it. It probably, like, became twofold with the fact that they didn't like her. Yeah, I think to them, it was just, oh, football's obvious, and we don't know who your other one is, so we don't like them. Rather than looking yeah. at the actual pieces, which were both beautifully constructed outfits. And I think they overlooked the actual craft of what she produced um, and just based on the fact that they didn't know one and they didn't like the reference of the other. And I think that was what buggered it for her. And I don't think it should have done. No, I completely agree. But again, Ginny, talk about versatility. We've got red, yellow and orange all in the first episode. This look for me was perfection. Um, so I'm going to get the name wrong that she was based it on, and it's going to bug me. I want to say Vesta Tilly. It's something like that. Oh, the drag um, king. Yeah, so this was like the first drag king of the UK. Victorian era London would literally, this woman would just come out and wear suits and be photographed out and about town when it was still controversial to do that. And I think Ginny knows her queer history, And the fact that she came out and did a Ginny Lemon-inspired look based on a real old-school icon. She gave us two gay icons, really, in this this challenge. And I just thought it was brilliant. And I think the way she dressed up the tuxedo was beautiful. And it did still feel feminine. I know a lot of people said it didn't, but I I thought this was an absolute perfect way to credit your hometown without just doing a Worcester sauce. (laughs) But I did like that she put the feeling saucy on the back as well. Exactly. She gave you a reference without going obvious. And yeah. I, I loved it. I love the colour of the suit. I love the fact that they painted around the lapels and the seams. I, I love the shoes. Like There was nothing I didn't like about this. I thought it was a really fun nod to the past. So yeah, yeah. Gin, Ginny killed it for me this week. I genuinely thought she was going to be top three. Yeah. Not because they were the most crafty, but I think she gave you really fun different references and yeah. stayed true to who she was, which is I, what the, the judges critiqued other people for not doing. So I think for that, I, I, I loved it. She was is. the top, she was one of the top of the safe list for me. Yeah, she had to be. But it's, again, the judging was so dodgy because yeah. sister, sister should not have been bottom three. This scouse look is the most accurate thing I've ever seen. This, for me, I've been out in Liverpool numerous, numerous times. It'll be 8pm, you're already on your night out, you're already at your second bar, and you will still see girls walking around the town looking like this as they're getting ready before, because they're not going to hit the club till 11. And it's spot on. There was nothing I would have changed about this. And when they said, I would have worn slippers, 
I wouldn't, because when I see those girls in Liverpool, they're wearing pyjamas, rollers, and heels. They still want to look, fa- like, gorgeous. They're just gorgeous half-ready. And yeah. there, was, there was nothing wrong with this. This, for me, the way they critiqued it, felt like how they critiqued Cheryl Hull's uh, Day at the Races outfit. They said, oh, it's too bland, it's too this, it's... And again, I think it was spot-on accurate and they didn't get the reference enough. They didn't understand that this was a true Liverpool woman and they didn't yeah. understand Cheryl's last time, but that outfit you will have seen on every girl at the races. I think this, for me, was performance art. It was perfect, the way she created it. And I think that's the danger of the fact that half the judging panel is not British. Yeah, I think... British drag. For this challenge, I kind of wished Michelle and Rue just critiqued the construction and just left the judging to Liz Hurley and Graham because they knew what they were on about. And... Yeah, leave the references to the UK judging panel, for this episode at least, because they critiqued the wrong things for me. This was accurate, and they were moaning that she wasn't wearing slippers. Because this is (laughs) the same thing as Joe's Brighton Palace. Yeah. He's not looking like the outside, he's looking like the inside. The inside is exactly what he's wearing, and yet they were like, oh, no, I don't really get this. Yeah, um... I must admit, yeah, it is. Uh, the thing is, though, the second you walked out, I knew it was Brighton Palace. Like, it, it, it is the pavilion. You just see it. You know exactly what it's supposed to be. Um, and again, they obviously didn't get the reference. To the judge's slight credit, I wasn't crazy about the outfit. I it think from... wasn't bomb. Oh, it was nowhere. No, it was still a beautiful gown. For me, waist, waist up, it was perfect. I just wish there was a little bit more detailing in the front of the dress. But that's it. That's literally my only critique of it. Um, not the best, not the worst. That's the only way I could have described this outfit. But paired up with the Bowie outfit, this should have been safe this week. Yeah, exactly. It was... Oh, it frustrates me so much. But someone I thought Tace's Welsh look was also top. I was shocked she wasn't in the top because this was perfection. However, I will say, like the judges uh, credited Lawrence and Ellie for not doing an obvious tartan, she did come out as the Welsh Dragon. So I suppose it may be seen as the obvious hometown look, but there was nothing to critique about this. But it again, was beautiful. It, I think it's her interpretation of it as well. Like, yes, yeah. she looks like the Welsh flag, with legs, gorgeous legs at that. But yeah, and I works. honestly, I thought this outfit was stunning, and I, I was genuinely shocked she wasn't top three. Yeah, it just worked so well. Yeah. I thought it was perfection, and the matching hair with the big horns, the the legs being visible, just the ostrich fat. It was just perfect. Yeah, it was a really, really yeah. great outfit, and for some reason, safe, baffling. <laughs> yeah, but and then we have Veronica's. Lancashire look, which also, just to know, it was hometown, not home county. Mm. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, and um, I'm going to throw it out there. Wearing a big red dress and saying it's an upside down flower does not work for me. You don't know and see the underside, do they? This for me would have been a beautiful, a night at the opera runway theme, but it wasn't. It was hometown look. and I got nothing from a hometown look. It was just a big, nice dress. That's it. A big, yeah. nice dress. Nothing I did, else. I did, I did get the Lancashire rose like when I saw it, but I wasn't thrilled by it. I'm glad you did, because I genuinely didn't. When she explained it, I thought, okay, 
but I, I did not get this. I was just confused as to why she just came out in a red dress. A red dress and no... And <laughs> no silver wig. No silver wig. <laughs> what is going on? And then another hometown look I was not thrilled about was Estina's East London. I, I'm half and half with this because I kind of actually thought it was brilliant. I don't, I didn't love it, but this was so unbelievably accurate. If you're giving hometown, this couldn't have been faulted for me. Yes, I know that there was the big controversy of it being an ASOS jacket and all this, which I will stand up for Ginny Lemon for. I'm glad she called out the bitter bitches on that comment and said, you're just jealous because she's in the top and you're not. True. Well done, Ginny. Thanks for being a true fan. But it was just, it was an obvious good look. But hey, Adore Delano got through pretty far in the competition and that was uh, a lot of store-bought outfits. So I, I can't see the issue with that. seven seasons ago. Also true. I think that's the thing is there's such a heightened change for what we want to see with Drag Race now because of Instagram, because the queens we've seen come on, that you expect everything to be like high art. And I don't think it's bad to sometimes do an off-the-rack outfit if it works. This did work for me. I don't think it was a winning look, but I think it was a good look. That's, for me, it was, it was a good safe outfit. And because I preferred Tase's Naomi, for me, I would have just had Estina safe this week. Comfortably safe, not bottom, but safe. Yeah, safe to high safe. Yeah. And then this brings us to the last... Oh, no. Because we did horror already. I'm getting we slightly did. confused. Yeah, we did um, a two-in-one because it was just a fancy dress costume. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a massive amount to say on that. But, so who, who is your top two and who is your bottom two? So my top two this week would have been probably Lawrence. Yeah, I agree. I thought he gave two great looks that were completely different uh, and was great in the mini challenge as well. Um, And then I don't know, probably Pace or even Bimini or Ginny for me, actually. I know that's controversial, but... I think they were the ones that really stood out for me. If it was just based on the gay icon, Joe would have won this week for me, followed by Cherry. If it's to take everything into account, um, I think they were safer, but I, I loved Bimini. Bimini really, I got every reference she did and I thought it was hilarious. I think, I mean, I agree, Lawrence, definitely. I, yeah. I thought they were going to win, actually. But I, I thought would, Lawrence was going to win. I would either have... Ellie and Lawrence, or Tace and Lawrence as my top two. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair one to go with. The only reason I wouldn't have put Ellie as top is, like we said before, it was the, the same silhouette as her entrance, and that's the only thing that stopped me being a winning one for me. Uh, yeah. my, my bottom would have been a lot easier to judge this week, I think. Um, I would have had Tia Coffee and Veronica Green in the bottom this week. If there had to be a third... It wouldn't have been sister sister. It would have probably been a horror for me. Yeah, I I agree. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I think it's hard because you know, like I know for a fact that all three of them have a dazzling personality. Oh, just, yeah. We need to see in the challenges, and that's the thing about having 
the first week be a runway? Because if it was an acting challenge, Joe would not have gone home. No. And this is the thing. I love Veronica. I'm a big, big fan of her. But I don't think th- this sh- this should have been a bottom week for her. Yeah. Like, purely based on the two looks. Because again, like I said, we're not judging them as a person. It's just... No, no. But I mean, hey, why not? For good measure, throw our entrance look in as well, because it wasn't that spectacular. But, <laughs> but then if you're putting entrance looks in, then... I would have had Joseph. Would... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I would have had Joseph anyway. Same. You and Joe me both. Joe could walk out in a bin bag and I'd be like, that's fine, you're still safe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was not best of pleased. And Love yeah. the episode, don't get me wrong. But oh, the Canada Drag Race judging really yeah. threw me this week. I was not happy. I was not <laughs> expecting it either. But I think I will say that Bimini did win that lip sync. Without a doubt. Hands down. Hands down. And I'm, I again, love Joe, but Bimini killed that lip sync. She did it yeah. brilliantly. And all credit to her. And I've noticed as well with the UK, maybe RuPaul needs to... Um, maybe consult with some new uh, some new people to give him a bit more fun contemporary pop culture UK references I know he's liking Dua Lipa at the moment but um, we got Frankie Goes to Hollywood with Relax and I love that song we never really bar RuPaul's own music get male singers for lip syncs I think Sylvester um, was the only one they've had bar RuPaul We've had a few now. We've had this one. I think the finale last year was Wham. Um, so an interesting way to start again by, by doing a male song. But it's, yeah. it's got such an iconic beat. It feels like a proper British club anthem. So I'm, I'm kind of glad they chose that as, as their, uh, their first lip sync of the season. Yeah, and I think Bimini definitely turned it. I was I slightly confused at one point when Joe was like, going down really really slowly. the elevator and he stopped but he stopped lip syncing I was like, no, yeah no. i i i kind of got what he was doing i think it was supposed to be i'm going in the elevator the elevator's stuck on oh, bloody hell what do i do now and i thought it was amusing because it's the sort of thing you'll see in a bar a performer will do on the stage and you know you're going to have a lot of ratty vicious drag fans they're going to call you out for not singing along i think that didn't play well into his Arsenal yeah. for this challenge. I think uh, the challenge. edit was a little bit shady as well because they stayed on it for a while. Yeah, and I, I wasn't displeased with what he did. I got the reference of it, and I thought it was quite funny. I just think that on Drag Race, your your lips are out of out of tune or out of time ever so slightly. You know you're going to get called out for it, and I think sadly part of that is what lost him the lip sync. Yeah, and I just think that. Because once you stop, it's hard to get back into it. And obviously, Joe doesn't lip sync. He sings live. Yeah. Joe is a a true, real performer. Like You you pay for cabaret, and you get that. And I just think it was a shame that we didn't get to see that on the show. We didn't get to see him in an acting challenge or a a singing challenge. We didn't get to see the real camp, old-school performance styles of Joe Black. Yeah, which we should have. But And justice for Joe Black. I know the internet's saying it. I'm throwing it out there as well. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think season three. I really hope they bring it back based on the... Because I've never seen a Farrar like it. Like, Violet Chachki is getting involved. Jinx Monsoon has got involved. 
yeah. a lot of people are shocked and baffled. But and it's the first time a first eliminated has ever caused such a controversy in any of the seasons. Season three is probably already casted, though. Let's hope that he's uh, had a little sneaky trick. And I don't know if the BBC would have anticipated. Yeah. This, I- which is my only. So maybe we have to wait till season four. Although, from what I've told, I think season three usually films in March. I worked at a PR company, and I know March is when they started filming because they used to ask us for products. Um, so I'm hoping they haven't started filming yet. I think casting's happened. Whether Joe's going to make an appearance or not, I cannot say, but I would really like him to. Yeah, I would like that as well. So as we sort of wrap up this week's recap, what do you want to see next week? Obviously, we have Rats the Rusical. Yeah, Rusical challenges always go one or two ways. They're either hilariously brilliant or utter shite. And I think with the UK queens, we're going to get a really fun challenge. Yeah, um, because there's a lot of live singers. You've got Sister, Veronica Tia, Ginny. Yeah, we're going to get some really entertaining performances, I think. And are they going to all be dressed as rats? I bloody hope so, because it's going to be oh, a treat for me to they watch. <laughs> if they're not, I'm going to be really... I want to see Ginny's rat outfit. She's going to come as a big pissy yellow rat and I cannot wait to see it. I, I think next week is going to be fun. Um, be I fun. just want to see every personality soar and shine in this. If it's a musical challenge thing, you show what British Drag's about and I want them all to absolutely kill this challenge and yeah. just go ham, go big, go bold, or go home, unfortunately. I completely agree. And you can catch Harry and I back next Monday with this week's, this time is confusing. It's a construct anyway. But every <laughs> Monday we'll be recapping the episode from the previous Thursday. Yes, that is correct. And um, I'm sure there, there will be more strong opinions. There will be more, probably anger from me if the judging carries on the way it is. <laughs> there will yeah. also be a lot of lovely critiques and uh, true fandom for how great this season is so far. Exactly. And you'll still get an interview with a guest on Friday. Next week we have Vinegar Strokes, which is a really fun one as well. Um, I was listening back to it the other day, editing it. It's She's so funny. So you have that to look forward to as well. And I love how I started this, literally beginning of December, had the idea. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it fortnightly. And then I spoke to a friend the other day and I was like, I think I'm going to do it weekly. And I'm like, oh, we're doing it twice weekly now. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, we are recapping this season because I have opinions that need to be discussed this week. <laughs> they, I think, as and I think as the season goes on as well, we'll just get to know each queen a little bit more. Yeah. Which I'm Thought, thoughts overall on the first episode as a whole? It was a good first episode, I think. I loved it. I think, I think... they lost me in the last 10 minutes in the judging. Yes. But I think what a brilliant way to start a season. Like... Yeah. It was perfection. I, I, yeah, I think we've got a really great cast and I think they're already doing the UK proud and I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. Neither can I. And we will see you next Monday. Where can everyone find you on socials? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Harry J Bartlett. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram again at Sassikism, where I, uh, I create a few lovely bougie little prints inspired by Renaissance paintings and drag. I've done a few of our current season queens already so please go check them out definitely do go check them out um they are fantastic and you can follow the podcast at here to make it queer on instagram at make it queer on twitter and then i'm at adam briggs on instagram as well and we'll see you next week tara